0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Spicy PL Podcast. This is Alex Bovell here with Joe Capolino and James Peachy Marcotte. How's everybody doing? I'm good, man. Just uh, we just
1: trained and it was pretty awesome. Peach hit 405, so that was pretty sick. PR.
0: Yeah, that was sick. All you
2: have to do is not train for about three to five weeks, and then train for three consecutive weeks, and you hit PRs. Yeah, once a week. Yeah. Concis- yeah, yeah. It's been pr- pretty good. Yeah.
0: He's hit a bench PR three weeks in a row.
2: Yes, I have, yeah. It's pretty sick.
1: That's coronavirus for you, man. Strange shit happens. So, um, should we talk about you know, this is episode four. Episode three was was lit last week. Um, I think the best part is we talked a lot about our friend, uh, Bonica Brown. And yeah. uh, you know, we are trying to start off with errors and omissions and I fucked up a little bit. I mean, yeah, just a little. But we, just Bonica
0: had to correct us.
1: Yeah, Bonica corrected us. She said she won 10 total world championships, not 11. And I said it doesn't matter because that's still double digits to me. And that's just in the open. She, we, we also omitted uh, two junior world championships she won in equipment um, way back when. Mm hmm. Not saying Bonica's that old, but you know, she's uh just been smashing meats for a long time and uh you know, her her good lift profile or something did not have those on there. So uh that's on me. Yeah, we missed that's it. on me. I fucked up.
0: Yeah. Bonica's also done strongman competitions and Olympic weightlifting competitions. Yeah, we shouldn't have left that out. We shouldn't yeah. have left that out either.
1: I'm pretty sure she's the strongest woman in the world, at least the strongest Tested natural woman yeah. in the world, so we He's should we should end it there. She's probably the greatest natural female strength athlete of all time. With you know, there are some other contenders. We're going to talk about them at other times because we're going to keep our
0: OGs rolling, and we have some great female athletes. But
1: for now, Bonica's
0: is the goat. Yeah, yeah, Bonica's number one. Yeah, and one last thing about Bonica, I believe her Pokemon Go account is the same as her Instagram account. It's Bubbly Powerlifter.
1: Bubbly power lifter.
0: So if you play Pokemon Go, send her gifts. For sure.
1: Yeah, I don't know how many people play Pokemon Go, dude. What what year is it?
0: Uh, people play, man. Yeah, people I mean, play. people still play. It's send really popular gifts. with college kids.
1: Send her kids. gifts. Okay. Yeah. Well, Bonique is really popular. So you
0: know, odds are you'll end up sending her a gift. That's fine. Yeah. All right, man. All right. So we left off last week with a big cliffhanger on our new segment that we were planning on doing for this week. We made you guys all wait for a week. Before we, uh, we dove into this, uh, we opened up this can of worms. Super spicy stuff. So the, the segment is, who's hotter? Who's pissing hotter? Who's pumping more diesel? Who's
2: burning the bottom of the cup first? So just as a disclaimer, before we get into this, because I don't want this to get too out of hand, okay? <laughs> We're only going to be discussing lifters who have failed a drug test or it's public information that they use supplements and/or performance-enhancing drugs, and we don't have direct, firsthand knowledge about any of these guys' supplement and/or performance-enhancing use drugs, um, whether what they're using or if they're using currently or whatever the case may be. Yeah, but this that's is for spot. entertainment purposes only. Opinion. Peace.
0: Yeah. yeah, we don't we don't know shit. All
1: right. Well. Good job, Peachy. I think we had to do that, even though it's probably public information we don't give a fuck, but it's on the record. all right. I want to dish the matchups out to you guys because Bavel, I mean, you've been in some dark places, some dark forums <laughs> you've been uh, you've been in the backstage of a bodybuilding show multiple times. You've yeah. smelled the smell, you've seen the sheen, yeah so uh, yeah, I need your opinion, and then Peach, you just you just have the eye. You have a good eye for
0: this shit. So, well, um, well, first of all, let me say that I mm, do not do drugs. Lifetime I have, Natty. I have n- claiming Natty.
2: Well, who's hotter, me or Babel? Ice cold. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: so I did do bodybuilding. I have had, you know, experience seeing, I know people that use, I'm, I'm friends with people that use. I've, you know, gone down the forums in curiosity, in consideration of using but i've never actually crossed that you know threshold and i don't plan to i don't know man
1: when those WADA agents came in the gym to find kelsey you fucking ran bro
0: (laughs) (laughs) you ran out the back door well i've i've pissed before and i've and i've you know yeah you've been i've been unscathed
1: you've been uh randomly selected yeah based on your physique "Quote unquote," yeah. randomly
0: at so Mass, I like Rhode them. Islands. <laughs> I, I placed thirteenth at regionals <laughs> and got tested because I looked kind of yoked, but I sucked.
2: I was just hanging out with Bavel and got drug tested after I bombed at the Arnold. Yeah, just because the fucking stench. <clears throat> well, All know. right. So I don't know shit, but I yeah. I, you yeah it, it,
1: but you're the best the best source of information we got. Okay. All right. So you know we we have fan request for one, and this is a time specific one. We do this sometimes. Like, are they in their prime? Is that a certain situation? So it's um. Yuri Belkin, during his IPF days, and Kelly Branton, before he popped. So, Babel, who was hotter?
0: I'd say, I, I would first want to say Yuri, because of just the crazy performance increases, but... But this is oh, IPF oh, days. Oh, IPF yeah. days. Oh, Kelly Branton, without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, the, the <laughs> shit that was on his list of of findings, it, 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 yeah. it was a lot of shit.
1: When you see Winstraw, you just have have to gasp. It was you a know, lot of shit.
0: He was yeah. going SARMs, anabolics, yeah. you know everything mixed bag. He was throwing it all in. His shit was gonna, it was gonna melt through that that red solo Yeah, and cup. I think
1: people knew he had just switched gyms to like train with a bunch of bodybuilders, and then what he popped for was pretty much consistent with like, okay, I'm getting ready for the for the fucking
0: Olympia. Yeah, that was a cocktail,
1: <laughs> and it was, I was like a month out of raw world to where he really wanted to be really good. Like. You yeah, I mean,
2: think, I think that uh, the fact that he was really trying to beat Ray, I don't have any doubts that he was going all in on this meet. And, um, you know, maybe he just tried to push the envelope a little too hard. So I think that uh, probably Kelly Brand. Yeah, he was pushing it hard. Yeah. You he know, got, he got
0: a surprise,
1: too. Uh, right? You know, I I agree with you guys. And then, but, you know, it's, I like the fan requests. So thanks for that. But, uh, you know, if you went now, right now, it's Yuri Belkin. Oh, I mean, 100%. Crazy. So, because you know he pulled like 770 as an IPF lifter at 231, and then now is pretty much the same body weight, but pulls a thousand, and he lost his deadlift suit. So that's a big change, big gains. It, it's on the chicken wire bar in the Russian deadlift only meet, but it's still a lot of weight. But that that will segue into the next matchup: Yuri Belkin or Jamal Browner. If you don't know who Jamal Browner, is he was a kind of relatively unknown American um, USAPL lifter, was going to do a deadlift show, Toronto Pro Super Show, and pop for a couple different things. I think D-ball, SARMs. T-ball? T-ball, maybe. Whatever it was, let's just say his numbers have also exploded. This is a great matchup because both these guys pull a 1,000 raw. So what do you think,
0: Babel? Well, I think genetics and how people respond to the – To the gas, you know, makes a big difference. So it's hard to say who's on really more, but
2: just performance based, I think Yuri still takes the cake, man. Yeah, I mean Yuri is killing it. I mean raw with wraps, he's squatting like nine hundred, right? Am I have that right?
1: No, 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 no. He squats about eight hundred raw with wraps right now, benches and low fives. Yeah, benches. And 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 has pulled low nines in a full meet and over a thousand, I think with straps and shit some exhibition yeah,
0: and what about browner I, I i know he's very well known for the deadlift but is are his other lifts comparable? Uh, he
1: seems really well rounded i've watched some of his training um you know i i don't really have a lot of respect for people who tested positive and tested federations but his training is very impressive so yeah. i do watch it and he's got a big ass squat too yeah.
0: Tested or untested, those are still freakish numbers. We're talking best of the best.
1: Yeah, he's super jacked too. But I mean, just that when your deadlift goes, you know, you fail a drug tests in your respective federation,
0: then your deadlift goes up 200 pounds. You yeah. you just let it loose. Yeah, I'd say based on performance, Yuri. But based on looks, you know, maybe Jamal Browner's on some more bodybuilding. You know cutting agents or something. Maybe he's on some, (laughs) you think he's a leaner? Yeah. Maybe he's on some clan or some, he just wants to look a little better. Yeah. Yeah. He looks, he looks fucking ripped.
1: All right. Well, this one, this one is super interesting. And, uh, I don't, there's any question about, um, these two ladies, um, and their, you know, association with, um, anabolics, but, uh, two of the strongest females of all time equipped lifters, but very visible lifters in their time. Um, so I'll just put it out there. Laura Phelps sweat or Becca Swanson. And just so you guys know, I think Laura Phelps was a 165 pound multiply lifter, squatted 800, benched 500. She was pretty close to benching 400 raw, which is fucking insane. And I, I don't remember what she deadlifted. I think high fives. Um, Becca Swanson, probably if you don't care about drug use, the strongest female barbell lifter of all time i mean we talked about bonica earlier but obviously bonica's way more impressive but becca deadlifted 700 conventional she squatted 838 and she benched 600 yes it wasn't a shirt but um it's just fucking that's crazy an, and i think she was she wasn't a super either she was like 198 or one 198 maybe she was freakishly lean and jack so i don't babble take it away
0: yeah, if you don't know who Becca Swanson is, I think she was in uh, Power Unlimited, which is this old school powerlifting documentary. That if you're in the powerlifting game and you haven't seen that, it's got some legendary shit in it. It's got Eddie Cohn, it's got Captain Kerr, it's got it's got everybody, all the big players. Um, but if you see Becca Swanson in that, I think she, I think she takes the cake. And I don't want to be a dickhead, you know, but. You, know, you don't ga- want to be a dickhead, the gas, you are. The gas, <laughs> the gas has some effects on you know masculinization. And I think there's some evidence of that in Becca. And she, she might be a little bit too hot. I mean, it depends on what you really take, though. For females, certain, certain ones make you have more androgenic effects and look more masculine. So maybe she just took the wrong shit back then. They didn't know, and she... Could have taken tests instead of you know some of the shit that they have these days, that have less of less of those uh, androgenic effects like Anavar, you know, T T ball, other yeah. shit like that. I feel like she so, just put it all out there. But but she just by the looks and by by the numbers, I, I'd have to say Becca Swanson takes the cake. And honestly, I don't know too much about Laura Phelps, but those numbers are really impressive. And she was double ply, multiply. They
1: were both multiply, but Laura Phelps's jaw might say otherwise. The growth yeah. of her jawbone yeah. might say
2: otherwise to your opinion, but I agree with you. What do you think, Peach? I, I'm actually thinking, leaning towards Laura Phelps, only because if you watch Bigger, Stronger, Faster, and you see Louis Simmons talk about, you know, you need to take performance-enhancing drugs to break world records, and the fact that she trained West Side Barbell for a long time, and broke a lot of all-time world records in multiple weight classes, that's uh, kind of where I'm going to be oh later.
0: that's who Laura you know? Phelps is I remember yeah. her now yeah. Yeah. No, she, no, she right. has like
2: all time world records at like I think as light as 132 so she but followed Louie's gospel and you're taking that as the the most extreme
0: yeah there might
1: I would might assume be out there. Yeah. yeah it's tough okay. to
0: say who's on more but
1: well that's that's the name of the game man that's why it's yeah. there's no winners really it, I mean if
0: you if you took those two samples and swirled them up in a test tube you could run a rocket ship on it yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um, Either one. Take your pick. All right. Well, West Side's a good topic because, you know, we, we play this game often. It's a great game. We come up with really obscure matchups sometimes. We we won't bore you with that. We do this for hours, but we always end up in the same place. Like, all roads lead to Rome, you know? <laughs> all roads lead to these two guys. And, uh, you know, the, these two gentlemen, they're just fucking insane. I don't even need to put a disclaimer out there. Dave Hoff, who has the highest total, regardless of gear or drugs or judging. Uh, in powerlifting, it's like 3,100 pounds or some shit like that now. Um, and then there's Eric Lillibridge, who really was like one of the first guys to start regularly squatting 1,000 raw with wraps and uh, pulling 881 um, and uh he did it at 275 most of his meets, which if you've seen him, it's a freaky, freaky aesthetic. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Hoff or Lily Bridge?
0: That's a really tough one because Bridge has this crazy look like. He, yeah, I think got, it's the tanning. You know, if you go to a retro fitness or an L.A. Fitness, there's always some guy that's tatted up, bald. You know, he's got the wrinkles on the back of his head and he's you know, just red, just super red. Yeah, blood pressure through the roof just every time he touched the veins barbell. coming out of everything. And, you know, Lilybridge has that look. Hoff just looks like, you know, a mess, but the numbers are crazy.
2: Yeah, what do you think, Peach? Yeah, it's I tough. mean, um, you know, like we were saying before, you know, Hoff trains at Westside, and Westside goes hard, man. But I don't know, I mean... I remember back in the day looking at forum posts on outlaws, and people were talking, just going crazy about how much shit Eric Littlebridge was on. Yeah, this is he, forums, and yeah. you know, whatever. Of course, this is conjecture and like whatever random people are saying on the internet. But I remember reading this stuff and thinking like, wow, these guys were concerned about him. Like maybe he was on a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, he was on Meg. So Mega. you're going, you're going with Lillybridge? I think so. Based Alex, on based on that, yeah. I
0: think I got to go with Lilybridge.
1: All right, I'm I'm gonna go with Lillybridge too, and that's because. I was a frequent comment reader and just overall fan of the Outlaws Powerlifting Forum. And for you guys out there who probably probably don't know what Outlaws is, it was like before you can get your high on Powerlifting social media from Instagram and even Facebook. You could go on Powerlifting Watch to see recent videos and records across all federations, and you could go to Outlaws. And Outlaws was dominated by the Multiply guys and like peach said even these guys were concerned for Alec, Eric Lilibridge's health <laughs> um <laughs> and there were even like some sample cycles and shit posted and these guys would talk about how much shit Eric Lillibridge took and like so like grams per day yeah it's pretty insane and like the reason why he tanned was because his acne was so bad As you can obviously see he's 24 24/7 365 fake tanned and like you know, he, he does end up being the king a lot. If if you have someone who you think can take the cake, let us know. You know, we'll we'll throw them in the ring, see how they do against bridge But, you know, we really do end up, as you escalate these matchups, like if it's like NCAA tournament, seeds 1 through 64, Eric bridge is the number one seed, and it's, it's hard to lose, man. It's hard.
0: He's like what Rich Piana is to bodybuilding is to powerlifting. Well, yeah, we
1: – yeah, we kind of agreed that we wouldn't talk about Rich, oh, but well, no, it's fine. Rest in peace, Rich. Yeah, he's he a great might, guy. There's a, It was you know, bodybuilding. Yeah, he, he was a legend. He might be number one, too. Yeah. But, you, you know, you can't really throw him in there right now. It's just, it just seems too soon, even for me. Really? But, no, I, mean, I, I don't know. The
0: guy looks like Hellboy. Yeah. <laughs> he was an he,
1: amazing look. He, he had a was great
0: look. huge. He, it, seeing him at the Arnold Expo, he was... Like, one of the biggest humans I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, and
1: yeah. then, you know, I saw Half-Thor up yeah. up, up close this yeah. year at the Arnold Expo, and he's getting up there, too. We're going to have to throw him in there. The pro strongmen are obviously, yeah. like, on some level stuff. Yeah.
0: I, I think what we were talking about for the segment was powerlifting-based, but, you know, we can, get, we can venture. Yeah, send us
1: some more recommendations. We'll definitely do them, but don't send us, like, you know, IPF lifter A versus IPF lifter B. We're not going to do that.
0: Yeah, we're not trying to...
2: Yeah, be- the only way that we're going to talk about somebody is if they have failed a drug test or if they um, use drugs as public information. Yeah,
1: yeah. All right, well, getting off that and getting to one of the cleanest, best, you know, most drug-tested lifters of all time, we're going to induct another OG to the OG Hall of Fame. And we have some good stuff to talk about related to this lifter. Um lifters of, you know not a close friend, but I consider him a friend, I'm very friendly with this gentleman. And I think everybody might consider them like a, consider him like a fatherly figure on yeah. uh, the USAPL. This guy, you know, not only will he be competing, he'll be spotting and loading at the meets he's competing at just um, really great guy and just one of the greatest champions to ever walk the earth as far as powerlifting goes. And uh, that person is Dave Ricks. So, if you don't know about Dave Ricks, he's, uh, I, I did, you know, don't take my counts to heart, but pretty sure he's won four or five uh, equipped world championships uh, in the 90s back when powerlifting was only equipped. And then recent, most recently in the last 10 years, he's won probably four Masters, either M2 or M3, uh, Raw World titles. So he's got close to double-digit world championships i saw he did a meet in like the early 80s when he was 21 years old that was his first meet he's now you know 61 maybe by now because he's an m3 and uh he's still competing and hitting all-time prs yeah um this guy, yeah this guy uh if you don't know uh, about dave's lifts he's squatted 7'16, raw and a 93 kilo lifter, which is insane, and that was when he was in his 50s, that's his all-time raw squat. He's benched um, in the mid fours and pulled in the high sixes. Um, and his equipped PRs, he hasn't competed equipped for a while as far as I've seen, but um, I know I saw him uh, at the 2012 IPF Worlds, where he placed sixth, and uh, he's 53 years old, so it's just insane, but. He was squatting around 771 there, benching 529 and pulling high sixes again. So, um, you know, we always try to tell a good story about our OG. And uh, the story I have, it's not very becoming of Dave, but it's a great story because it shows what a freaky talent he is. Um, When I was first getting into equip lifting, I used to go down to Atlanta a lot to train with – Sherman Ledford, and a lot of USAPL lifters like James Vang and Charlie Connor, Brooks Conway uh, at Quest Gym in Atlanta. We are all sponsored by Sherman Supplement Company, which was Quest Athletics and Nutrition. They're still around. You can get some good products from them. Get some uh, stuff for your home gym, for sure. Um, but we used to go down there once or twice a year, and, and Dave lived in the area, and Dave used to come train. And they told me this story once about how Dave was training for a meet heavy. He always starts his geared cycles by doing heavy triples and wraps and, uh, he's warming up and like, no one's thinking anything. And you just hear a bang from the back of the gym and they're like, what the fuck happened? Right? So they run back there and like Dave wasn't asked for spots yet at this point. He was just warming up and it was like Dave, like on the floor and like 405 on the floor. And people were like, what the fuck? So Dave was like, yeah, just dumped it over my head. And they're like, well, what happened? He's like, I don't know. I don't know. I think I forgot to to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they've kind of figured out that Dave didn't take and take a breath and hold it with 405 and he dumped it over his head. You know, and they're trying to decide, you know, is Dave going to take this again or you know or what's going to happen? So, he they put 405 back in the rack. You know, Sherman reminds Dave to take a big breath and you know, the set goes well. And Dave ends up squatting 700 for a triple that day. So, um, That's ridiculous. yeah, he's just a freak. He's a, he's a freak. You know, he was in his 50s at the time. Uh, I wish I had a story where I was there. One, one story that I do have when I was there was the Arnold 2014. Um, he was like about to bomb out on raw deadlift, and I was like, Dave, maybe you shouldn't have spotted and loaded the entire like Friday meet arnold used to have a different structure and dave was notorious for competing on saturday but spotting and loading on fridays and uh, he kept changing his shoes around and shit. And he put on those like white nikes that you guys see yeah like the dad nikes the the, the mow the lawns yeah you know and he, he got his third and then people been asking him you know been seeing him lifting in these white nikes like well, dave what the hell why don't you get a flat shoe well, the reason is because he can't break the bar off the floor without those mow the lawn <laughs> yeah. Without yeah. the dad strength. Without the dad strength, he can't get it off so, the So, I mean, that's a pretty awesome fact about Dave. He just doesn't give a shit about yeah. lifting.
0: He, he doesn't give a shit about lifting.
1: Normalcies me. and stuff like that. And He just does what he does, and he's one of the greatest of all times. So he did mm-hmm. World Games in 2009, um, placed fifth, which is an quit meet. He uh, has said that he's lifting raw now because it's a lot easier for him to train for, prepare for, and, and the equip stuff's too crazy. So respected Dave, he's just, you know, kind of cruising and beating people's asses raw. He has all the M1 world records raw, even though he's an M3, which is uh, not going to find a lot of cases of that either. So we want to welcome Dave to our OG hall of fame, but you know, our training tip It's not really related to anything Dave ever told me, but it's related to this. Dave squatted 716 raw. His PR is 771 in gear. My training tip is if you want to not be like Dave just for that one thing, get more carryover out of your gear. Yeah, (laughs) I mean. I don't think he wore his gear tight enough.
2: No, not even close. Probably not. I mean, 50 pounds, 60 pounds, you should be able to get out of knee wraps. I mean. Yeah, just knee wraps alone. Wearing the suit. Like,
1: you know what I mean? I think Dave. Dave's just such a laid back dude, and he just liked to get pumped up for the lifts. Like, I don't think he
0: worried if his gear was tight or not. Yeah, yeah probably. He's just so freaking strong. Didn't yeah. matter. Definitely a hype lifter. When, oh yeah. When he would prepare for his lifts, he would run around in a circle, kind of like a bull. A bull. Getting prepared to lift and psych himself up, he'd be screaming. It's time it's to go awesome. to work.
1: Time to go to work. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I Dave's mean, a great guy too. He's, he's awesome, a rear admiral, I believe, retired rear admiral, and, and now I think he has a work, uh, a job, working with his Department of Public Works in whatever city he's in. Just all around great dude. Um, I love talking about lifters, like a lot of really strong raw lifters. Do gear whether they did gear first or or tried gear after the carryover doesn't seem to go. As, as much as it does for someone like me. I get hundreds of pounds out of my gear. Um, you know, I think as you push the body to the limit in, in either discipline, you get to a maximum weight that your body might be able to handle. And you know, maybe this is a conversation for another episode, but um, Dave is so, it just highlights Dave's raw strength. Mm-hmm. You know, how close his numbers got between raw and geared, especially as he aged. It's like a fine wine.
2: Yes. So welcome, Dave. Speaking of carryover, though, this is an interesting topic because I mean, around here, we're getting 50%. I mean, think about it, right? 50%, yeah, sure. And probably more, actually, for bench. In a bench shirt, yeah. Yeah, I mean, my, my PR was, the hell is my bench PR? It was uh, 290. So how much is that in pounds? 639. 639. The first time I benched 405 was today. Think about yeah. that. You might not want to tell everybody that. Yeah, I know. Peach, peach is fuck. open. Yeah. Beaches out of the closet. I'm open. weak as piss. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um Yeah. I mean, even for me, the most I've squatted without a squat suit on and I had a light knee wrap on is 716. And that was three years ago. I don't even do that. And uh, I've squatted 1019. So it's 300 pounds right there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, close to 50%. Bench shirts um i don't even want to talk about it yeah you need more carryover on the bench there, sure, bub yeah no one knows what my raw bench is yeah. i can't be saying that yeah but um yeah some people just don't live like that like you know we talked about dave squat but his bench was like i think 468 raw and then 529 in gear and he, he had a long equipped career that's the thing it's not like he just messed around he had a very long equipped career but you know back then also i mean he did a meet in 2012 but he did a a lot of his world championships came in the 90s, 94, 99. Those are years he won. You know, the gear wasn't what it is today. Definitely not. So he's just been through so much. It's hard to even say, but the dude's a freak regardless. Oh, that's, that's definitely I true. hope when I'm 60, I can squat 1,000 raw. Like, that makes no sense. Yeah. You
2: know? I mean, if I could even still be lifting at 60, I'd be stunned. So that's good.
0: Yeah, I guess we should talk about our next topic, right? Yeah, for sure. We want to talk a little bit about gyms reopening, you know, the current state of affairs with the whole COVID situation. A lot of states are starting to reopen gyms. I mean, if you look through your social media feeds, you'll see there's starting to be some lifters going back to the gyms, lifting in face masks. And we wanted to get our opinions and also hear about your opinions on whether you're going to be going back to your gym or how soon you're going to be going back to your gym and, and what types of precautions you think? Yeah, you're I've seen,
1: be yeah, I've seen, you know, obviously, obviously I follow like Bryce Lewis and Natalie Hanson and I've, and elevate barbell, good people, but you know, their area has allowed gyms to reopen with restrictions. And, you know, those guys have a, you know, full, pretty much a full gym at home, but they decided to support their gym and go back to the gym wearing masks. First of all, it looks hard as fuck to be lifting with a face mask on. I would die. I yeah, can't even breathe right die. now because I've been talking for too long, mm-hmm. sitting down. But, um, you know, it looks like a lot of states down south have reopened. I'm seeing more videos of people training together. Um, Mississippi is that their gyms reopened? I saw Jeff Douglas and Nude posted that their gym is reopening. Um, Quint Meyer owns a gym mm-hmm. in Wisconsin. They've reopened with restrictions. And, you know, I'm just really curious what you guys think. Like if you would go back to a gym, I think, you know, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, there might be some openings mid-May. Seems like Massachusetts is on target for May 18th, which is a week from now. But, um, you know, are you guys gonna, we have a gym here we can train at. What do you guys think you're gonna do?
0: I mean, we just invested a lot into our home gym. We basically have two combo racks, uh, a squat stand, a lat pull down machine, cable machine. We've got all this stuff basically in our basement. You got so dumbbells, a dumbbell dumbbells. bench. We spent money on that. Yeah, so we've got so much that we can use, and there's not too much that we actually need. Um, and we've got, you know, we've got a crew of of spotters, and it doesn't seem like it would make a lot of sense to to go out of our way to go to a gym. I guess it would really depend on how our you know lifestyle changes if it slowly goes back to the way it was where. I'm commuting to work and there's a more convenient, you know, location for a gym on my way home from work or on my way to work, then maybe I would, uh, start going back. But, you know, I'm not going to be going to a, a giant lifetime fitness filled with people. I'd be going to, you know, a small powerlifting gym. That's like a key code type of 24 hour entry type of place where it's not a lot of people. And it would probably be something more like that in the next you know few months, I think.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, you guys know that I like to do a lot of dumb shit with speed work and bands and chains and all. So yeah, we, we still don't have a setup for that. That's the only thing. So like, maybe if I was gonna get ready for nationals, which debatably I may or may not be doing nationals, but let's say that I was, changed my mind, definitely doing nationals. I'm gonna have to do some fucking speed work. You know what I mean? You I'm can't gonna, be out on the
1: platform looking slow. Yeah, you can bomb out, but you I can't, would rather you bomb can't look, than slow. look slow. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, so you gotta take your opener out and smoke it. If it's high, who gives a fuck?
1: You know? <laughs> it doesn't touch your chest, but you fucking obliterate it. That's yeah. the best feeling, by the way. And it doesn't matter if you miss it.
2: Yeah. You smoked it, so it's fine. But yeah, so I might I might consider going to a gym just to do that type of stuff, but that's about it. Yeah. But the thing is the thing is is like all right. If there's going to be, like, all these random people just, like, running around the gym, I don't want to have to be wearing a mask trying to do speed squats. I'm going to fucking die. So, I mean, if it's in the corner, like, they're they like they're like, okay, there can only be 10 people in the gym at a time. Like, stay 6 to 12 feet away from each other and you can, like, do your own thing. I'd probably be with that. But if it's like, no, you have to wear the mask. You have to, you know, do all this stuff with, you know wearing gloves or sanitizing also the type of stuff and it's like maybe it's not even worth it just yeah. train here yeah i i for me it's like i always had a membership
1: at a like a secondary gym which i trained at during the week because of my commuting schedule so right now it's a gym that's like two miles from the house but it's just a commercial gym and then on the weekends we would all train at bay state and and the reason i set that up is because you know with traffic it'd take me an hour to get to bay state and that's after work um, and then, you know, you're getting home later and then waking up in the morning. it's just, it's just a grind to go there during the week. Um, but it was worth it, especially when we were training equipment. Um, this whole situation has kind of forced us to build out our home gym, which like I've always had access to at least a rack. Right. But I had no training partners if I trained at home and there was no other equipment. So I had dumbbells up to 90 and one squat and a one one place to squat, one place to bench, no safeties. Um, and some pretty ragtag weights, stuff like that. No platform. It was just stuffed in a corner. So I decided to go to a different gym uh, during the week to do those workouts. But at this point, you know, I'm, I'm trying to support that local business. I haven't canceled my membership. But when I do get the chance and it seems like they're reopened, I will because I'm just going to train here during the week. I'll consider going back to Bay State, but I don't, I don't know when, you know. I can't train in a mask. I'll sweat right through a surgical mask. I'm just a disgusting sweaty person. When I train in summers in Massachusetts are pretty hot and humid. It'll be bad in the basement, but I, I won't have to do the mask. But you know, another thing is like we're looking for some calibrated plates and or some hundred pound plates. Cause have to squat in gear. Um, the current 45s we have yeah. won't fit on the bar. Definitely not. So, so that's going to be a shit show. So, I'm going to try to train at home as much as possible, but I do miss the crew at the gym.
0: Yeah. You know? yeah, we went to Bay State for, you know, just as much as the equipment, but the community that we had there, you know, a lot of, a lot of equipped lifters and a lot of, a lot of good wisdom there and, and great equipment, you know, so maybe we'll be inviting people to come train with us, maybe. It'll be every other weekend. Yeah, it, it's
1: downfall know. for us, though. It has been the distance, you know. Yeah. We all, you know, or me, me and Alex, we live pretty close to Boston, and uh, Peach lives pretty close to Providence. Bay in an area where no matter what city you live near, it's going to take you a long time to get there. So they're not in an urban environment. They're, you know, a good 45 minutes to an hour outside of Boston and probably longer outside of Providence if you don't know the Northeast. So, you know, the fact that now we have built this home gym that is pretty much the same. You know, we don't have reverse hyper and shit. We can't do bands and chains, but we can pretty much do everything down there. Yeah. So, it'll be a tough decision, but have to see how this shit plays out. One thing that I want to talk about that's pretty funny is I saw open powerlifting posts on Instagram that uh, they rejected official results from a meet that was held in Missouri.
2: So... Oh, and they're not allowed to have the the meat because of corona?
1: Yeah, I wish they said what fed because people are horny to do a meat, you know? People are like, oh, fuck, I wasted my collegiate training cycle or this or that. You know, everybody thinks their meat is like do or die, the last thing they are gonna do with their life. You know, you get in that kind of mode. So I'm sure like some meat director was like, fuck it, people are horny as shit. Let me give them the drugs. Like if you're fucking, you know, you're trying to get high by doing a meat, you know, i'll open a meet- up a platform yeah the meat director is gonna feed you the drugs so i'm guessing that was ha- that's what happened but you know the south is just a crazy place man i don't think, i think a lot of people down there don't even believe in coronavirus i think know? they don't yeah so not to alienate our southern listeners but i think us being in you know the northeast we've taken this really seriously because we've seen the damages and i know it just hasn't made its way as hard down there so it's hard to take all this stuff in stride, stay at home orders and the economy going to the shitter, you know, cause you don't see it like we see it, but it's pretty crazy up here. But, you know, hopefully that's not happening anymore. Like, you know, I'm really hoping that by August, we're at least able to do open Nats.
2: Yeah. I'm really hoping and that's a that flight too. for us. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So I don't know.
2: Florida is always a nice place to go. It's going to be hot in August, but who cares? So I mean, what do you think about
0: this this shift to home gyms do you think this is going to be pretty permanent i mean for us it feels like all right we just spent all this money and we've got all this great equipment and it's so convenient so we should you know spend a lot of time training down there do you think other people are going to feel the same way because you see all, so many people if they're very serious about their training and you know they, they're they getting a barbell they're getting some stuff from rogue they're getting you know they're ordering stuff and it's finally showing up there's like rogue's been running overtime trying to fulfill all these orders that are going out so are these people going to you know stay there and and what does that do you think there's going to be a bunch of gyms closing so
1: i think gyms are going to be closing for sure i think gyms are going to be closed right out of the gate you know they're losing
0: money gyms already
1: aren't that profitable you need to stay open you know it sucks um but i i think a lot of people like i think for a short term we're going to train at home a lot but i think eventually we'll at least be going to train with the crew like on weekends. So mm-hmm. it'll be pretty much the same for us um, eventually. You know, I think a lot of people, they might sell their stuff or if they move, they might sell it. And I think eventually everybody, it, everything yeah. will kind of level out where it was. Yeah, New I th- gyms will open two years from now and old gyms have, will have been closed and it's going to be a long-term thing, but, yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, I think we're, we're pretty lucky in that we, You know, we all we live together, right? So we can train together. But I think a lot of other people they go to the gym for the community, for the group. I mean, some guys, you know, maybe not even serious powerlifters might just go to the gym to check out the hot chicks, you know, doing cardio. So I think eventually, you know, that will come back.
1: It will come back. And and that's the thing. Even if I you know, even when I had the equipment downstairs I needed, I would opt to go to a different gym, whether it was the commercial gym I train at in Boston or to Bay State. Because of community and safety, like, I'm, I'm a lifter who, you know, if I'm going to squat 600 for a triple, I like a spotter, you know, and I've done that downstairs, Luis was there, Luis wasn't there, but now, you know, that we're all here, and I, we all know we're going to be home, it's a lot easier to go downstairs, train heavy, you know, you have your, you have your spotters with you, but... We all go back to our lives at some point and it's hard to coordinate that thing. It's like, yeah, maybe you just go to the gym. I, I don't like training alone. I'll say that Uh, even deadlifting, which is safe. Um, it's hard for me to train alone. You know, I need some motivation, need some chatter. I go to the gym to kind of like get away from the stresses of life. Mm -hmm. So I think people will continue doing that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, uh, physically going to the gym, is kind of a process in itself and you get more motivated to lift as you're driving to the gym. Sometimes when you're like laying in bed at home, you're like, I'm not trying to lift right now, you know, and then you're like, ah, uh, so you know, I really have to go. So it's like you're probably more likely to have a good training session when you physically go yeah, to the gym.
1: For yeah. sure. So we were talking about the hopefulness we have for USAPL nationals, the first national meet on the calendar to be, um, in August. Uh, in Daytona Beach for us. I mean, that seems far away now, but I think it's really going to be running up a, a, up against the gun with some of this coronavirus stuff. But uh, I did see some news this week that I think we should touch on. Um, I think European, the European Powerlifting Federation canceled most of their meets throughout the summer and fall um, and uh, combined European Bench Press with Bench Press Worlds, which was moved from September. It was going to be in Czech Republic. That's now somewhere in, like, eastern Russia, Ekaterina, mm-hmm. or Ekaterinburg. I don't even know. That's my bad for not knowing the city. Luis has to go. So that kind of sucks. Maybe we'll go with him. Yeah, maybe we'll end up <laughs> going with <laughs> I'm saving all this vacation time. I might go. But um, so that happened. And another thing that came out of it was, um, you know, there was supposed to be a World Games test event in September in Birmingham, Alabama, which was just sub-junior and junior-equipped Worlds. Um, IPF, and they were going to run that in the U.S. and uh, that got canceled. World Games also got moved. We talked about that to 2022, so no need for a test event, but also just for safety's measure, you know, more odds of having the meet. They uh, combined sub junior and junior equipped worlds with open equipped worlds, which is every November. That's in Stavanger, Norway. Um, I'm excited about that because for years and years and years since 2013, we've heard. You know, that equipped Worlds, Open Worlds is small and there's only, you know, 250 lifters or whatever and that Raw Worlds has 1,000 lifters. Well, all the smart people, basically all the equipped Lifters, Duh. people with a brain, you know, can look at that and say Open Worlds is only the open division. Raw Worlds at the time was all divisions, sub, junior, junior, open, and master one, two, three, four. So, of course, you have a shit ton of lifters, right? And I always, I pretty much did this every year. I would post the numbers where the open division at Open Worlds had more total lifters than the open division at Raw Worlds. That's mostly because European and Asian countries enjoy equipped lifting a lot. North American countries, Canada, and US. I don't know what is wrong with us on this side of the world, but everybody's fucking horny for the Raw. So the global numbers actually pan out where equipped is still very popular, but. I mean, it just, when I saw that, I got excited because we'll finally have, like, a really big event for equipped powerlifting. You know, equip powerlifting, like, whether it's World Games or Open Worlds, it seems like it's super selective because there's not a lot of athletes. But that's because, like, World Games is 80 athletes max. You know? And it's never going to change. Or maybe it will, but, you know, it's very, it's very small. It's a small meet. You could run that meet in one day if you want to. They stretch it over three days. Um, and Equipped Worlds is usually... 100, lift, 100 males, 100 females, plus or minus. Um, now that we'll have those other divisions, I'm excited for the meet, just the atmosphere in general, and just getting everybody together in one room. You know, um, I don't know
2: what you guys think about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy that they're going to have a combined meet because I'm so tired of listening to people who lift raw just say that equipped is cheating and no one likes it and it's going to die. I, wanna, I want some proof that equipped lifting is not dying you know, and I think that we're going to see it, Um, you know, equip lifting is just, I don't know, it's great, and it's always fun to watch that meet, and uh, it being more lifters, we get to see some younger talent with the open division, and I think that'll be kind of fun too, so we can look at some people who are up and coming.
0: Yeah, I think it's always great to get that mingling of the different groups, and just a bigger meet is more fun, it's more electric, it's more audience more people you know there to cheer on the the different lifters from from all the groups it's just gonna be it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be so much more fun i think
1: yeah stavanger also like i was there seven years ago the first open world that i did and qualified for um it was pretty awesome they had it in like a an arena it was a small ice hockey arena in stavanger and uh it's the first event i've seen kind of like run like that ipfs wide and Um, you know, meats have been getting better and better since that point, but that was really the first like really cool meat production where there were actual mobile cameras for the stream and like good quality streaming, multiple angles. Um, they also had a DJ playing techno music in between attempts, and it just got you, you know, I don't like listen to electronic music that much. We did, we we did did today. today. Yeah. But like,
2: it got you super amped. We also watched some uh, video from 2013 to Vanguard today. You know, we, we watched that squat session over again, and uh, it was an electric meet. It was,
1: it was. Meet. like they had to, like the IPF refs or the jury were had to basically tell the DJ to like not fucking blow the roof off while Karl Bar Christensen was squatting. Um, like you know, they they want it where there's music in between only, and then it goes quiet for your attempt, which is fine. I guess because you need to hear the commands, but also like they just tried to fucking blow it out when Carl was squatting, and it was an awesome performance. That that's one of the the best battles I've ever seen. I was lucky to kind of have the best seat in the house, getting fourth place, and it, I was like kind of fourth place of like the normal lifter guy division. First place of the normal division, where then you had three like super freaks just battling each other. Victor Testov, rest Freak. in peace. Rest in peace. He yeah. pissed hot. Yeah. Um, and then Andre Konovalov, who won the meet and uh Bar Christensen which at the time he was 23 setting open world records in squat and squat in total and just got edged out by um, Konovalov, who's awesome battle um, that meet was awesome and I've never ate more smoked salmon or you know in my life and that was a pretty good part of that trip too so I'm excited for this huge meet um, also like it gives uh the U.S. lifters, at least, a chance to qualify for Junior Worlds. They weren't sure how they were going to treat qualifying if Junior Worlds was held in September, and we had no meets for those people. So maybe we're going to use the same team or from last year or select a new team from meets from 2019, which would have been a bummer. I'm coaching people who, who you know were trying to do collegiates, open nationals in May to qualify for this meet in September. I think it's a, a good thing that they moved it to November. So that would be cool.
0: Have we said it all? I
1: think so.
2: Maybe not though. All
1: right, no, we haven't said it all. We haven't said it all. Um Mark Bell or Kabuki warrior?
0: Oh my god. Well, Mark Bell did a bodybuilding competition <laughs> and he's like super he was super shredded for that. So I think he was, you know, definitely hotter then. But So we're going
2: in their prime, which is fair. I mean, Kabuki also <clears throat> Squatted
1: and deadlifted a thousand fucking pounds. Only, well, he'll yeah. he'll let you know about it. He's the only man ever to do reps with
0: they were a thousand.
1: High. Yeah, they, I don't even know if the deadlifts were dead. I don't even. know. They were sumo with
2: straps or something. You
1: know, know he was pissing super hot because he he couldn't even do like an on camera interview after the squats without just crying, and you
0: could tell it was just like
1: oh. hormonal. Yeah, he, just he had some hormonal breakdown.
0: swings, and
2: but I'm still saying Mark Bell. All
1: right, I'm going Kabuki Warrior, so I think we're.
2: Yeah, I think I think we're in agreement on that show. All right, right. Yeah. so
1: we'll end on that. You know, bring it bring it full circle. Yeah, for episode four.
0: And just <laughs> and just one update. I think I think we know who Spicy PL Memes is, but we're not gonna say.
1: We'll talk to you this week, Spicy PL Memes. If you're listening, I know you are because you're so fucking you're so fucking hard for us. Um, speaking of <laughs> vanguard Spicy PL Memes fucked up. And sent me a picture of myself that he or she took, so I could place them in a certain time and place, which is the warrant room of Stevanger seven years ago. I honestly don't remember because I'm I'm too fucked up to remember seven days ago. But we're doing some research right now, and you're fucked.
2: That's why we were watching the the, yeah. the live stream. See every
1: face I could see. You yeah. flew
0: a little too close to the sun. Yeah,
1: you you you're getting loose. All right, man, let's wrap it up.
0: All right, thanks everybody. We're on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube. Hope you enjoyed. See you next time.
1: Later. Later. Okay. All right, oh, is why? this is this recording?
0: Yeah, yeah we're going. Are you
1: gonna remember to trimmy Johnson? Yeah, I'll trim it. Don't worry. Because last week we had a little snafu. Snafu. There was a little, little trimmy Johnson on the end. Wardrobe
0: malfunction. <laughs> what do you mean, trimmy Johnson? On <laughs> if the you end?
1: listen to the whole podcast. Yeah. Like Alex should have cut off the last 10 seconds where we were just going, Yeah, that was sick. Yeah, Yeah, that was sick. (laughs) I got too excited to post it because I had to, I was editing the first
0: version for like an hour before I realized Peachy's mic was out for the entire podcast. yeah. Yeah. I was trying to cut out, like, I thought it was just at the end. So I tried to, like, edit it. What are you doing over there? Lou? All right, dude, Blue. You're not supposed Blue. to be on you're the pod. We got to It's already we recording. To get get out now. Here. We're recording. Yeah, your that's voice that's could voice be in the pod. the pod. You don't know. It's already yeah. recording. Yeah, it's go going. play I some. I did a test recording. We I did, did two test. of them. All it recorded fine. Yeah. yeah.
1: All the mics. All yeah. the
2: mics. Yeah. yeah. All three of them.
0: Not not that one. That one doesn't work. Okay.
2: All you have to do to tell Lou to get get out of here is that he's he's on the pod. We're live.